0: This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 139. Five social media tips to remember. Five, six, seven, eight. eight. Hello, and welcome to session number 139 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after being away from it for over 20 years. Yes, that long. The lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, the wonderful artists I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. Coming up in this session in our Step to Success segment, hello, is it me you're looking for? In our Dancers Dialect segment, don't underestimate the power of a pig. In our Freestyle Flow segment, do I look tired to you? And in our feature presentation, 5 social media tips to remember. Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, this is Mike Kim from the Brand New Podcast and you are listening to a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio where dance inspires life and business with the one and only Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's step to success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. So hello, is it me you're looking for? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, that song, those lyrics are from a song by Lionel Richie called Hello, I'm Dating Myself. Yes, it's from the 80s. Some of you might not even know it, not even being born around that time. Anyway. I thought of this song because the tool I'm going to share is called Hello Focus, and I've linked it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 139. I've gone through several different to do list productivity task management tools, and I really like this one because it helps you to stop multitasking. Yes, I know that multitasking can be glorified and something that people brag about, but the more that I learn (laughs) and the more that I experience it, the more I realize I cannot do too many things at one time. It's crazy and it it stresses me out. So this tool helps you focus on one task at a time. And I love how you're able to color code the projects and it's very clean. It's a very clean interface. And for me, I like clean, minimalistic type things. And so I love this tool. The support has been great. The price point is great. You can start for free, but they do have upgrades just like anything else. So whatever works for you, that's the thing about productivity, about anything, you just have to find what works for you at whatever point you are in your life and in your business. And for me, I love the minimalistic aspect of the interface, I love being able to focus on one thing at a time, I love the simplicity of breaking tasks down into subtasks if I need to, and sometimes I don't. So I would recommend that you check this out hellofocus.com and it'll also be in the show notes and now life and business connect with the dancer's dialect the dancer's dialect is the dancer's language i share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business Don't underestimate the power of a pig. What does that have to do with dancing? Well, (laughs) wow, where do I even start with this? My last performance that I did before I quit dancing for 20 plus years was a piece that I played a pig. And I played the image of what the main dancer saw when she looked in a mirror. And the piece was about bulimia. It was about body image. And so I got chosen to play the pig. And I had to wear a padded costume, a padded pig costume. I wish I had video of this. This would be really good to go back to. But in retrospect, I thought, wow, I ended my performance, quote unquote, career, if you can even call it that, by playing a character which would later manifest boy physically for the 20 years that I wasn't dancing. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so I bring this up because in the piece I had to do what our word is for today in the dancers dialect a barrel turn or a barrel row. And this is what you do when you turn your body 360 degrees up in the air with a jump with windmill arms. And I've linked a video in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 139. So you can see what a barrel turn is. So I had to do a number of these with this pig costume on <laughs> in this piece. And luckily, this, um, the costume was padded and light but <laughs> oh my gosh i'm picturing it right now of what of what it felt like you know feeling what it felt like and seeing myself doing this in this last piece that i did before i gave up dancing and so barrel turns can be done in modern dance it can be done in tap dance it can be done in jazz and you'll see what i mean and it's a, a very common dance step that is done so yes don't underestimate the power of a pig because a pig can move <laughs> if necessary and so this word barrel turn barrel row can be done in any type of dance style and now anything goes with freestyle flow what's on your mind today and that assumptions we all have them we can't help it sometimes right <laughs> So I was thinking, do I look tired to this woman after I took three dance classes in a row at the studio? I normally don't go to, but I decided to give it another shot. And in my mind, initially, my first instinct was, woman, you have no idea what I've been doing the last couple of years. Of course, she didn't know. She didn't know me. But I thought it was interesting that when you look at someone and you automatically assume what they can or they can't do based on their physical appearance. And I found that to be the case in yoga too, where you see someone and they might not be the stereotypical Instagram perfect yoga person or dance person you see all the time, but they can hold postures and they're strong and they're flexible. And then you see people that are wearing the latest and greatest Lululemon. And I have to say, I get it now with Lululemon pants. I love my Lululemon pants. <laughs> I have to say they are so comfortable, and they move well, and they are great quality. And okay, that's another subject. But I always wondered, gosh, is it really worth it to spend a certain amount of money on on uh, these clothes? And I, I can say yes, I admit it. Yes, it is, because it, it really is worth it. And I don't have to replace it for a long time. Anyway, another subject. So this lady assumed that just because I took three classes in a row that I'd be tired. And I thought, well, we'll see. And I wasn't. The next day I thought, okay, I'm not sore. I'm glad I went. I had a good experience. But no. And then it got me thinking of another experience I had when I got back to dance. It was a little bit after that, actually. And I had to cancel one of the classes I signed up for. I signed up for three and and um, I went to the front desk. And she was like, oh, are you canceling because you're tired trying to be nice. And I thought, girl, (laughs) you know, she's young enough to be my daughter. I thought, okay, she knows that I'm older. And uh, okay, she can assume that just because of my age that I'm tired. But it's just so funny. These assumptions that we all have based on stereotypes and the way people look, or they don't look or if they fit into a certain description, and uh, we're all guilty of it. But I just thought it was really funny. And my also just reflecting back on my my initial reactions to things and knowing that I need to not only allow myself grace, but other people grace because they're used to, they're, or they're not used to people outside of the norm, taking classes or doing things, although that is becoming more normal now. But anyway, assumptions, aren't they funny? We all have them. And uh, aren't they interesting? Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I find social media to be an interesting creature. I feel it takes on different shapes and forms, and it's something that you don't quite get a grasp on and probably should never be something that you want to get a grasp on because it's ever-changing, ever evolving as we've seen in technology and this internet age. And it's a great tool. And it's done a lot of good for a lot of people and a lot of organizations. It's kept people up to date on what's happening in the world. But it's also been the cause of stress and depression and unrealistic ideals. So there is a balance on all of this. And I was thinking about this because I've come across not only now, but it's been quite ongoing of people having their social media accounts shut down and not understanding why they've lost followers and what's going on with this and why is Facebook doing this and Instagram doing this. And we don't know always. And the customer service departments of these platforms are not always responsive. So I want to give you five tips that you might not know, or that you might know, but need to remember, that will help you navigate this social media jungle, (laughs) if I can call it that. This creature, this environment, it could be so many things, right? I think of so many things, it's such an emotional animal to me. And there's more to this, but These five tips at least will keep you aware of what it is that you need to do or or what you don't need to do. So, the first tip I would say about social media is that the social space, whatever platform you're using, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever it is, is owned by other people. You don't own it. They can change the deal. And that's what happened. If they don't like a post, They don't like something about your account. If you're doing something that is not within their parameters, they can shut you down and they don't have to necessarily give you a reason. They can change the deal. Facebook is constantly changing their algorithms and some people have learned to manipulate that. Others are confused by that and curse that and are wondering why these things are going on. So what can you do about it? Well, there's really nothing you can do about it, but play within their boundaries if you want to use their platforms. And there are ways to do that. And there are really effective ways to do that. But one of the best things that you can do is own your own platform. And what I mean by that is owning your own domain, yourname.com, yourcompanyname.com, yourprojectname.com, yourbrandname.com, whatever it is, whether you decide to develop it or not. You have ownership and control of that domain and that platform if you pay for it. And you have access to things that you can implement that you necessarily don't have to run by Facebook or Instagram or whoever it is. So if you haven't purchased your domain, even if you're not going to do anything with it just yet, get your name, get your company think about how you want to build that out. There's so many resources for that, so many ways to go about that, depending on what your purpose is. But remember that the social space is owned by other people, these platforms are owned by others. And you really can't get mad at them. I guess you can people do get mad and curse them and make all these rants and raves about what this platform did to them and took this away and took that away and blocked them and all that. You can do that if that makes you feel better, but there's really nothing you can do about it but play within their rules and their boundaries. But own your own domain, own your own space, start your own platform. Number two, what is the purpose of your post? Is it for engagement? Is it just for expression to share? Is it for sales or is there a specific call to action? That leads me to point number three. If it's for sales, if you want to make a sale you want some sort of response or action in terms of that kind of transaction, I would recommend you add value before you ask for the sale for the transaction. I've seen a lot of posts where it's about buy this from me and buy this from me and aren't I so great because I do this and if you need something, ask me for this. But really, I'm trying to sell you this. That's speaking generally. But my initial response can you hear the dogs barking i wonder if i can edit that out okay i'll keep this in <laughs> see how how um imperfect this is sometimes recording it's always something anyway so what value are you adding before someone trusts you enough to have an exchange with you where they're willing to give you their certificates of appreciation that's uh, a term that i learned from the awesome ray edwards about uh, money transactions certificates of appreciation. I love thinking of money that way where you ha- you give certificates of appreciation for services and products and things that you appreciate. So, I've seen so many of this from dancers, from other entrepreneurs where it's like, yeah, I'm going to be here to teach this class and and but you don't really see other value that they're adding. So, um yeah. <laughs> What is it that you're adding value-wise before you're asking for the sale? Might work for you to just outrightly do that. But for me, I really like to give my certificates of appreciation to people that have added value and who are really there to help and to serve. Number four, pay attention to what is working for you on social media. It might not be what is working for others and vice versa. Just because someone does something a certain way, that might work for them, but that doesn't mean it'll work for you. And that's okay. You can find a way to make something else work for you. So it's about experimentation. It's about assessing what is right for your audience, what is right for you, what is what you can be consistent with in terms of posting, in terms of how you are engaging, in terms of the products and services that you are selling. And so you need to be okay with that. You need to be okay that maybe this tactic or strategy is not going to work for you, but you can find something else that does. And you need to be okay with that. Number five, you need to balance live posting with scheduling with tools. There are some great tools out there that schedule posts on the different platforms. If you're doing all scheduled automated posting, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get engagement, even though it is frequent. And with the live stuff we're finding now that the live boosts your posts a lot more. So they're seen a lot more. Plus people get to see you real time and also get to engage with you real time. I'm I'm speaking specifically about about live video, but also just the spur of the moment questions or spur of the moment sharing and engaging, and then also responding, you know, the back and forth, engage and response that there needs to be a balance with that and not just the automated posting. Although that does save time, but there is a place in time for that. But you need to kind of balance that out and see what works for you. I want to end with this. The social success that you see, or that is perceived is not the end all be all for your life for your business. The amount of likes, the engagement, or other results don't determine your value as a business person, as a dancer, as an artist, or anything. There are many people I know personally and people that I know you know personally that are having impact and success that might not necessarily have a million followers or consistent content or blasting the latest and greatest on their profiles, yet they are living fulfilled and impactful lives so you just never know but like anything else this social media environment these tools and platforms they're all tools and they can do a lot of good but you need to determine what the purpose is of what you're doing and making sure that it's in alignment with your mission your vision your beliefs your values And I think you'll find that if you can stay true to that, then it's a lot more enjoyable, and it's a lot more impactful. So again, to review about uh, these quick five social media tips to be aware of to remember, number one, that uh, the social space is owned by others, the social platform is owned by other people. So make sure that you have ownership in your own domain and your own platform. Number two, be mindful of what the purpose of your social media post is, whether it's for engagement or for sales. Number three, if it is for sales or another call to action, make sure that you're adding value. Number four, pay attention to what is working for you and be okay with the fact that what may work for you and might not work for others and vice versa. It's about experimentation. Number five, balance live posting with the automated posting with tools. If you want to continue this conversation, I would love to have you in my private Facebook group, The Dancepreneuring Collective, and you can send me a direct message in Facebook and I will happily add you. I would love to get to know you better and answer any questions you might have. If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio or Google Play, and that way I can continue improving it as well as get your name out on a future session of The Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com And Dancepreneuring.com, all rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.